it's always a pleasure to to come down here. Um, it's always a pleasure to, to come down here. Every time I stand behind this desk, I feel so un unworthy. Um, every time I stand, I don't know what it is that um, Elder Slingo sees in me and invites me down here, but um, I thank God for it, and I'm humbled by it to be able to come here and deliver, uh, deliver this sermon to you. Um, I'm especially gratified and pleased to see my friend, Miss Leach, in the audience. Um, there have been some that have told me that they would be here and support me in the past, and they've not shown up. And Miss Leach, of being a, a lady of her word, there she sits. And um, your, your, your being here, your presence here means, it means a lot to me. You'll ever know. Thank you so much for coming. And thank you all for coming. Um, thank you all. You know the wonders that God did with small numbers. So in this, when I look at look out at this congregation and I see such small numbers, I want you to be encouraged. Look out at this congregation. The same word that I preach to you here now. Um, I will preach it and give you what the Lord has given me as if it, there were thousands of people out there to hear. Every soul is precious in, in God's sight. And so this is why I, I urge you to continue to pray for all of us because um, who knows who will listen to the word, how that word will affect that that one person and it can become like a fire that just burns and just goes all through the whole world um i remember there were those in um, rome someone says uh, these are they this little small flock that turns the whole that turned the whole world upside down this little small flock Twelve men started out. And just the whole world. look at look at how the spread of Christianity has taken hold of the whole world, and how it's being under attack. How the spread of Christianity has taken hold. Of God's truth is being maligned, and and his and his word is is being trampled on. His Sabbaths are not being obeyed. And he will bear. He will bear with us up to a point. But we know as Seventh-day Adventists that um, we should be thankful and thank God that probation has not closed for us yet and that there's still hope for us. So let's pray for each other that um, after it's all said and done that we will be able to enter into his kingdom. Uh, before I begin, let us have a word of prayer, please. Um, Father God, thank you so much for allowing me to be here. Thank you, Father, that we have a place that we can go and speak your word and learn about you in safety, not be molested. Thank you, Father, that you have given us the light of the whole world, that you have given us the bread of life through your son, Jesus Christ. Of the whole world that you have Help us, Father, to rely upon his strength 
and not our strength. We rely upon his righteousness and not ours because we have no righteousness to give at all. Everything that we have comes from, comes from you. We thank you for being so merciful and so kind towards us. And help us, Father, to emulate Jesus and develop the character and faith of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank you for hearing and answering these prayers. Um, what I have prepared for you today uh, comes in two parts. This is the first part. For you today. And um, hopefully I'll be uh, invited to come back and to give the second part hopefully at some at some time in the in the near future. To give the second part at some at some time in the in the near future. The title of what I what I want to present to you today is "What's Going On." That's a question that I ask myself almost daily now because things are are, are happening and changing so rapidly. Almost daily now. I was just recently at the uh, at the school and I had a unique experience to to happen to me. A, a few unique experiences. Um, I went into um, the restroom. And I happened to look over my shoulder behind me because what happens is the kids, they, they like to sneak into the bathroom. I actually like to sneak into the bathroom whenever I was in high school. Sneaking to hang out in the bathroom. But on this particular occasion, uh, one person was behind me going into the bathroom. And this person had the whole persona. Had the whole dress and this person had the whole of a female dress, lipstick, earrings. And I said, Whoa, wait, wait a minute, you can't go in here. The female restroom is, is right here. And then her friend behind her, him or her, and then we have to be careful about how we use that pronoun now. We, we get lectures about this person wants to be referred to as a him or her. And uh, her, its friend said, this person's friend said, no, 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 it's all right. And then I saw, then I began to, began to dawn on me that this was a male. Dressed like a female, but using the uh, male facilities. So I allowed them to come in and I went to the stall and he went to his stall or her stall. And it was just a unique experience. In my mind, I just said, oh, my Lord, thy, immediately the words, thy kingdom come, came to mind. And how much confusion, how much um, knowledge is going without being disseminated. And we know that whenever, where, wherever there's confusion, there also is the father of lies. It's Satan, because he is the father of lies and the father of confusion. 
Um, from the Acts of the Apostle, chapter 25, the Thessalonian letters, we see Paul having written these things, these words. Terrible were the trials that were to beset the true church. Having written these things, we try to disseminate this knowledge. I want us to be forewarned. I want us to know that there is a battle that we are engaged in. That there is but with Jesus Christ that we are engaged in as our buffer, as Jesus Christ as our shield, we can do this. But it will require our prayers. It will require diligent effort on our parts. It's not going to be easy. Attaining the, 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 the kingdom was, was easy. Everyone would be doing it. And we know it's not going to be easy because we see the suffering that Jesus Christ went through. What he went through, we know is not easy. We see the suffering that Jesus Christ went through. Old saying said, must, must, must Christ suffer the cross alone and the whole world go free? If we're going to enter into this kingdom, we're going to, there, there's a trial. And there's a cross for us. And there's a cross for you. And there's a cross for me. We'll, we'll have to bear it. For you and there's a we'll be tested. And we're supposed to be tested. No one attains this crown. Uh, Paul, uh, well, let me just go on. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. We'll have to but bear it. Terrible. We'll be tested. Terrible. No one. Were the trials that were to beset the true church. Uh, Even at the time when the apostle was writing, the mystery of iniquity had already begun. The developments that were to take place in the future were to be after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish. I were to be after the working of Satan with all power. It's been put on my heart to do less preaching and more teaching so that we will be able to understand these things, so that we will remember these things, that when these things beset us, that we will be, we will be able to recall what we've heard. Because his word now is being implanted on our hearts and we are told that we will we, that we will come in the presence of these tribunals and we are not to to be, be concerned about what we will say and, and how we will say it but he will put these words he will give us the words to say because they've already been written in our hearts Especially solemn is the prophet's statement regarding those who should refuse to receive the love of the truth. For this cause he declared of all who should deliberately reject the message of truth. God shall send them strong delusions that they should believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Men cannot with impunity reject the warnings that God in mercy sends them. For those who resist in turning from these warnings, God withdraws his spirit 
leaving them to deceptions, leaving them to the deceptions that they love. Resist in turning from these. And we seem to see now that men are just leaving them to taking great pleasure, leaving them to in deceptions and lies, in sin. And it's up to us. Men are just. And God gives us the opportunity to point these things out. It's up to us in lives, in integrity, to turn from sin. It's up to us to develop the character of Jesus Christ individually. And no one's going to be watching over you. No one's watching over me to make sure that I cross all, all T's and dot all I's. But we are told. That there is this holy scribe for you. No one's watching over me behind a curtain. Cross all everything that we do, every thought that we think, is being written down and recorded and recorded in a book. There is this holy scribe, and this book will one day be opened. And all that we have done, every thought that we think, will be read. It's called the investigative judgment. And we pray that our names are not erased from the book of life. Will be read. How much more? Okay, this is from the Acts of the Apostle, chapter 30, called to reach a higher standard. We are. Page 319 and 321. How much more important how much more that the Christian whose eternal interests are at stake call to reach a higher bring appetite and passion upon subjection to reason and the will of God never must we allow his attention to be diverted by amusements luxuries or ease. All his habits and passions must be brought under the strictest discipline. Reason enlightened by the teachings of God's word and guided by his spirit must hold the reins of control. All his habits and passions must be That's a mouthful. How many of us do that? But we have to start somewhere. I know I struggle in this area. I know that I sometimes uh, secretly tell God, Lord, just turn your back just for a minute. I'll, I'll handle this. We can't do that. We can't do that. All of our habits and passions must be brought under the strictest discipline, reason, and enlightened by the teachings of God's words and guided by his spirit, they must hold the reins of control. This is why we must keep our eyes on Jesus. Can you imagine how the Son of God, being God Almighty, had to restrain himself? And not even have a, and not even think he did not a word of sin. Can you imagine? Oh, what a savior. What an example we have 
blaspheme God Almighty. in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The apostle compared himself to a man running a race, straining every nerve to win the, the prize. And therefore, so run, he says, he says, not as uns uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep my body, but I keep under my body, he keeps control of his body, and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means have I preached to others and myself should be a castaway. That he might not run uncertainly or at random in the Christian race, Paul subject, subjected himself to severe training. The words I keep under my body literally mean to beat back severe discipline, the desires and impulses and passions. I pray that we pray that the Holy Spirit will help us to beat back these desires, these impulses, and these passions that we have. No matter how high the perfection, he whose heart is not filled with love for God and his fellow man is not a true disciple of Christ. Though he should possess great faith and have power even to work miracles, yet without love his faith will be worthless. He might display great liberality, but should he, for some other motive than genuine love, bestow all the goods to feed the poor, yet without love his faith act would not condemn him to the faith, would not liberality commend him to the favor of God. In his zeal, he might even meet a martyr's death. Yet, if not actuated by love, he would be regarded by God as a deluded enthusiast or an ambitious hypocrite. He might even meet a martyr's death. Oh, I hope that I'm not an ambitious hypocrite, hypocrite or a deluded enthusiast. Enthusiast or an ambitious hypocrite. Please let our motives today for us being here be because of our love for Jesus Christ and no other motive than this. And that we are able to keep our eyes on Jesus because he is the author and finisher of our faith. He is the one that will see us through. He is the one that we were talking about today in, in Sabbath school. He is the one that can fight against this great adversary, the devil, for us. As Elder Slingo was telling us this morning. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Chariot, charity bolteth not itself. It is not puffed up. The purest joy springs from the deepest humiliation. The strongest and noblest character are built on the foundations of patience, love, and submission to God's will. Charity doth not believe itself unseemly, 
Thinketh not her own, is not easily provoked, think, thinketh no evil. Christ-like love places the most favorable construction on the motives and acts of others. It does not needlessly expose their faults. It does not listen eagerly to unfavorable reports, but seeks rather to bring to mind the good qualities of others. It does not needlessly explore. Boy, as we're going through these trials and tribulations and we see the wicked prospering, still, we are supposed to keep our, our integrity. We are told that the sons of darkness are more cunning than the sons of light because they're under no, uh, no restriction. They can lie. They can steal. They can become abusive. But as we see Jesus Christ himself, he never did any of those things. He never even reviled the devil himself. And just as his example was to tell Satan, let God rebuke you. Not me. May God rebuke the devil himself. And just as his example was to tell Satan, there will be there is coming a time, and this is also part of my title. There is coming a time that those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And this is also part of it's coming the time that no man will be able to buy or sell unless he takes on what we call a seven day adventist this mark of the beast. Jesus Christ. It's coming the time the smooth sermons that are often preached make no lasting impression. The trumpet does not give a certain sound, men are not cut to the heart by the plain truth of God's word. Sermons that are often preached. I got a little bit ahead of myself. Lasting impression. I heard a pastor preach the other day, and he was mentioning um, about um, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday preachers, and he had was comparing. He said, "Yeah, they." Uh, Sunday preachers do a lot, uh, do a much better job expounding up, upon the world, word and arousing people than what Seventh-day Adventists do. Um, but I think we have to go a little bit further than that, especially since we are so-called uh, a congregation, a religion of the book. We should make this book, we should make our presentations when we have the opportunity to present, we should make our presentations congregation a religion of the say we should make a certain sound be presented to make this trumpet when we have a certain way give it a different message our presentations. Not so much a different message, but talk about salient and important matters. 
that are salvaic, that will prepare us for the kingdom of God. Otherwise, why waste your time in coming out? How can I attain the crown, this crown that Paul is talking about, by beating my passions down, by turning from sin? How do I do that? Well, in coming out, how can I I am going to present to you now uh, 15 PowerPoint pieces by turning from sin. And then I'm going to take my seat. Well, uh, I am going to present to you. Let's see. Now, uh, 15. What's going on? Won't be able to buy what says. This comes from the Testimonies of Churches, Volume 8, 27. Um, What's going on? Verse 4. Won't be able to buy one. A power from beneath is working to bring about the last great scenes. This comes from... This is what's going on right now as we speak. It will appear as... I'm start over. A power from beneath is working to bring about the last... In the Seventh-day Adventist Church, this is... We... Right now, as we speak. have a greater light, which is the Holy Bible, and we have a lesser light, which is what we call the spirit of prophecy. In the Seventh Day Adventist Church, the spirit of prophecy has been expounded upon by our prophetess, the Holy Bible, a lady, and we have a lesser known as Ellen Good White. What we call the spirit. He is the one that has written. The um, the great controversy. Um, she is the most prolific writer in the world. She has written more than anyone in the whole world. One that has written the great controversy. She is this. Uh, most of my presentation today comes from her writings, The Spirit of Prophecy. In this, she prophesies, as we heard read earlier in Amos, that surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. And his servants, his prophets give, give us in Amos that what the word, what God has given to them. And this is what she has given to us for our, for our benefits, so that we are able to understand even further situations in which we find ourselves living today. Now, the world is a theater. The actors, its inhabitants, are preparing to act their part in the last great drama. Even further, with the great masses of mankind, there is no unity except as men confederate to accomplish their selfish purposes. God is looking on. His purposes in regard to his rebellious subjects will be fulfilled. The world has not been given any, has not been given into the hands of men. So God is permitting, is permitting 
the elements of confusion and disorder to bear sway for a season. God is allowing this to happen. A power from beneath is working to bring about the great last scenes of the drama. Satan coming as Christ and working with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in those who are bidding themselves together in secret societies or binding themselves together in secret societies. Those who are yielding to the passion of, of for confederation are working out the plans of the enemy. The cause will be followed by the effect. Transgression has almost reached its limit. Confusion fills the world, and a great terror is soon to come upon human beings. The end is very near. We who know the truth should be preparing for what is soon to break to break upon the world as an overwhelming surprise. The end is very near. We who know the truth should be preparing for what is soon to We know these things are coming. Even as an people, even the unchurched people that I've talked with. They come to me and and they they may not ask me what's going on, but they come with their own opinion about what they think. Is is upon the scenes of the earth. They know that they they sense that there's something afoot, but they don't know what it is. So they make it up in their own speculation. They make up based upon their own myths or based upon what they've been taught, what they think all of these things mean. They know that they they sense that there's something. The wicked have almost filled up the measure of their iniquity. Up in their own speculation. It's as if. God is waiting until, based upon what they've been taught, what sin becomes totally ripened. I think he's waiting for us as Seven-day Adventists and looking at us and seeing what we're going to do. We're going to reject his word. If we're going to leave our first love, if we're going to turn our backs upon him, this is the battle between our own two ears that we wage daily. And, and in order to wage that battle, we must know the truth. We must engage in every opportunity where the word of God is being preached, where there is activity to be done to strengthen our faith. We should be there. Never did the message apply with greater force than it applies today. More and more. Where the word of God, the world is setting at naught the claims of God. Men have become bold in transgression. The wickedness of the inhabitants of the world has almost filled up the measure of their iniquity. This earth has almost reached the place where God will prevent, will permit the destroyer, the destroyer, to work His will upon it. The inhabitants of the world, the substitution of the laws of men for the law of God, the exhilaration by merely human authority of Sunday in place of biblical Sabbath is the last act, is the last act 
in the drama. When this substitution becomes universal, God will reveal himself. He will arise in his majesty to shake terribly the earth. He will come out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the world for their iniquity, and the earth shall discourse her blood and shall no more cover her slain. This is the time when probation is, is up. And he's just waiting. And this is what he's going to do. And the earth shall discourse her blood and shall no more. Because his patience has run out. He cannot allow the world to continue on this path. He must step in. And he will step in. And he's told us that he is coming back. And he's coming back to give the wicked as well as the righteous their reward. The world to continue on this. We are standing on the threshold of the crisis. He's told us that he is coming back. We are standing on the threshold of the crisis of the ages. God's message for the inhabitants of the earth today is, Be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Matthew 24, 44. Standing on the threshold of the crisis of the ages. The conditions prevailing in society, and especially in the great cities of the nations, Proclaim in thunder tones that the hour of God's judgment is come and that the end of all things earthly is at hand. We are standing on the threshold of the crisis of the ages. In quick succession, the judgments of God will follow one another. Fire. Fires are going on. Every time we turn around, there's a fire. And floods. Earthquakes. With war and bloodshed. Of the crisis of the ages in quick succession. We are not to be surprised at this time by events both great and decisive. For the angel of mercy cannot remain much longer to shelter the impenitent. Prophets and Kings 278. We are not to be surprised. Fourth slide. Every case is about to be externally decided. Satan sees that his time is short. The crisis is stealing gradually upon us. The sun rises in the heavens, passing over its usual rounds, and the heavens are still, still declare the glory of God. Men are still eating and drinking, planting and building. Gradually upon us. The sun rises in the heavens, marrying its usual round, and, and giving in marriage. Merchants are still buying and selling. Men are jousting one against another, contending for the highest place. Marrying. Pleasure lovers are still crowding the theaters, horse races, and gambling hells. The highest excitement prevails. Yet probation's hour is fast is fast closing, and every case is about to be externally decided. Satan sees that his time is short. He has set all his agencies at work that men may be deceived, deluded, occupied, and entranced until the day of probation shall be ended and the door of mercy forever shut. Southern Watchman, October 3rd, 
For me, I have never been so inundated with the fact of racial discrimination. Probation shall be ended and different things that are that uh, racially October 3rd, 19. That has to have the foundation of racism. I have never been out of the Savior. We can. He knows us. He has our number, but he doesn't have Jesus Christ's number. That's why we as Christians should have our minds affixed totally on Jesus. We who know the truth should be preparing. Transgression has almost reached its limit. Confusion fills the world, and a great terror is soon to come upon human beings. The end is very near. Know the truth should be preparing for what is soon to break out upon the world as an overwhelming surprise. Yeah. And a great terror. Say the Lord is do, is is going to do a strange thing. I see him already doing a strange thing. But this is nothing compared to what is going to break upon is going to break out upon the whole world as an ever as an ever overwhelming surprise. Is going to do a strange thing. I see him already doing When the defiance of God's law is almost when the defiance of God's law is almost universal. In this time of prevailing iniquity we may know that the last great crisis is at hand when the defiance of God's law is almost universal, when his people are opposed and afflicted by their fellow men, the Lord will interpose Christ's object lessons, 178 and 3. The last great crisis is at hand when the defiance of God's law is almost Everything in our world is agitated. Is, is everything in our world is in agitation. We're standing upon the threshold of, of great and solemn events. Prophecies are fulfilling. Strange, eventful history is being recorded in the books of heaven. Everything in our world is in agitation. There are wars and rumors of wars. The nations are angry, and the time of the dead has come that they should be judged. Yes, the dead are being judged. Events are changing to bring about the day of God, which hasteneth hastened greatly. Only a moment of time, as it were, yet remains. But while every, but while already nation is rising against nation and kingdom against kingdom, there is now a great engagement. As yet, the four winds are held until the servants of God shall be sealed in their foreheads. Then the powers of earth will marshal their forces for the last great battle. 
Second Testimonies 14 and 1. Until the servants of God shall be sealed in their forehead. Let us pray that we are sealed. They marshal their forces for the last great battle. Slide 8. Signs sticking around us, telling us of the near approach of the Son of God. The restraining spirit of God is even now being withdrawn from the world. He's taking his protection away from the world. This is why we're seeing all of these calamities. He's withdrawing his protection. Hurricanes, storms, tempests, fires, and floods, disasters by sea and land follow each other in quick succession. Science seeks to explain all these things, all these. The signs sticking around us, telling us of the near approach of the Son of God, are attributed to any other than the true cause. Men cannot discern the sentiment, the, the, sent, the, sent, the sent, sentinel angels restraining the four winds that they shall not blow until the servants of God are sealed. But when God shall bid his angels loose the winds, they will, there will be such a scene of strife as no pen can picture. Second Thessalonians 408 verse 1. Five nine. The agencies of evil are combining their forces and consolidating for the last great crisis. We are living in we are living in the time of the end. The last fulfilling signs of the times declare that the coming of Christ is near at hand. Days in which we live are solemn and and important. The spirit of God is gradually but surely being withdrawn from the earth. Plagues and judgments are already falling upon the despisers of the grace of God. The calamities of land and sea, the unsettled state of society, the alarms of war are portentous. The forecasts approaching events of greatest magnitude, they forecast land they forecast approaching events of the greatest magnitude. Agencies of evil are combining their forces and consolidating. They are strengthening for the last great crisis. Great changes are soon to take place on the world, and the final movements will be rapid ones. At first, it may appear to be a twofold union of Catholicism joining with Protestantism. But we as Seventh-day Adventists know that there's also a third agent involved in this, and that's Satan himself. So this makes it a threefold union. Allow me, please, to read you just one more slide, slide 10. Because I know, as being an, an educator, I know that our, our attention spans are not so long. And I know if someone is reading things to you like I am in this, in, in this manner, that it becomes repetitious. And it, 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 it takes a lot from, from the audience to, 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 to follow along with me here. But um, someone is reading things to you like let me, allow me just to do, read this one more slide. 
that it and I will then it, it, come to my close. From, from God is trying to arouse men to the danger. But, um, God allows men a period of probation. But there is a point beyond which divine patience is exalted, is exhausted. God is trying to and the judgments of God are true, are sure to follow. The Lord bears long with men and with cities, but mercifully giving warnings to save them from divine wrath. But a time will come when pleadings for mercy will no longer be heard and the rebellious element that continues to reject the light of truth will be blotted out in mercy to themselves and to those who would otherwise be influenced by their example. The time is at hand when there will be sorrow in the world that no human bomb can heal. The Spirit of God is being withdrawn. Disasters by sea and by land follow one another in quick succession. How frequently we hear of earthquakes and tornadoes, of destruction by fire and flood, with great loss of life and property. Apparently, these calamities are capricious outbreaks of disorganized, unregulated forces of nature, wholly beyond the control of man. But in them all, God, God's purpose may be read. They are among the agencies by which he seeks to arouse men and women to a sense of their danger. Patriots and Kings, 377, verse 1. Truly, truly, surely, the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secrets to his servants, the prophets. These words were written back in the 1800s. That's why I penned these words for us today. And they're uh, just as true. They're even more true now than they were when she, whenever she penned these words. Um, the Lord has given us his warnings. And I think that we've heard the warnings. Now it's a matter of us acting these things out in our lives, perfecting our faith, making our election sure. God has given us his warnings. And we and I think that can strengthen our brothers. Now it's a matter of us acting these things out. We should be helping one another in times of concern. We have a, a wonderful, um, a wonderful avenue here at this particular church with the food pantries that you've started here. One of the best uh, in this area. One of the best that I've seen. We have a wonderful. You're doing marvelous work here. Do not become. Do not become impatient. Or do not become discouraged in your good doings. Continue to do the work that God has asked you to do. Continue to do the work of the Lord. 
continue to keep his commandments not become and, have to, and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. In your good doing. Thank you so very much for allowing me to be here. This is the first part of this, of this, of this talk, and hopefully I'll be able to give you the second part uh, when I'm, whenever, whenever time permits. Thank you very much. Thank you so very much for allowing me to be here. This is the first part. Let us pray. Of this, of this talk. Father God, I'll be able to give you the second part You know what we need. You know what we're in need of. You are our citadel. You are our power. You know. You are our hope. You know what. You are our trust. You are our faith. You are only you can come against. These forces that are about to come upon the whole earth as an overwhelming surprise. You know how they're going to take place. You and your son, Jesus Christ, before the, before the foundation of the world. All these things that we are experiencing right now. You know how they're going to for you are God. You and your son Jesus Christ. Oh Father God, thank you that you've allowed us to see that you are in control and that you hold the reins to our hearts. You know the end from the beginning. All that we have to do, all that we allowed us to see is to trust in you in control that you hold the reins to continue in good doings you know the end to continue to carry out your will that we have to do to learn about you to trust in you is to trust in you to do good to follow in good doings your son Jesus Christ who has set the perfect example he didn't know you dear lord Trusting you. But you so you sent your son Jesus Christ. So by us seeing him and learning of him, we have learned of you. You are righteous and wonderful and loving God. And who would not serve a God like you? Jesus Christ. So by us Thank you, Father, for giving us the truth in the Son of in the form of your Son Jesus Christ. You are Help us to forever follow him loving God and, and be mindful of his example and develop all of his holy, righteous character. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Help us.